Hey, all you listeners near and far, this is Jazari Qual. And this is Samandre Miley, and you're listening to The Qualdom Speech, where we discuss different topics and happenings in order to raise awareness in the community, nation, and worldwide. And also answer fan questions and address their concerns so their voices can also be heard. Welcome to episode one. <laughs> How are you feeling, Sam? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. A little nervous. What? A little nervous, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Hashtag nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, this is something we talked about for a while. It has. It, it wasn't something that was on our radar per se, um, mm-hmm. but now that we're here, I, I'm kind of glad that we're doing it. I know. Because we talked about what, starting a podcast like a year ago? We did. Yes. It was a year ago. But things have changed so much in like the last like couple months. It's insane. And here we are. Yes. At the KZUM yes, radio station. Yes, this is brought to you in partnership with KZUM. Thank you guys so much for helping us put this together. This is awesome. I don't think they knew that this was something that we've wanted. It was kind of just something that just fell into our lap. Ooh, I'm hyped up. Hashtag hype. <laughs> So uh, I bet you the viewers are kind of wondering, how did our paths cross, you know, what Mm -hmm. came into us being friends and where we are now? Yeah. So a lot of you guys know who I am already, (laughs) but a lot of people don't know who Sam is. I think like the YouTube subscribers know who you are. Um, People on Snapchat know who you are, but I don't, people on Facebook don't. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) That's the biggest platform now. I mean, I'm I'm your behind the scenes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you're successful, then technically I'm also being successful. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, we met like what, 2017? 2017? Yeah. yeah. Like the fall of 2017 because we worked together at a call center. Yeah. I mean, I know who he was and I don't know if he knew who I was, but I would like see him come and talk to this lady I sat next to. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just chimed in. And ever since then, we've kind of just hit it off. like really close friends. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a lifetime ago. Three years ago? Yeah. Um, and then what did we do? We didn't I didn't start making vlogs again because in 2016, actually 2015, I kind of became a little bit popular on Snapchat. Did I ever tell you that in 2015 and 2016, like so pretty much like within 12 month time span, I uploaded like 4,000 snaps to my story? No, you did not tell me. <laughs> So then I like what transitioned to YouTube in late 2016, made a couple videos and stopped and just kept going on on Snapchat. And then we met in 2017 and it was beginning of last year, 2019, started making vlogs again. And that was a lot of fun. That was. You guys, we've had, we've had quite a few adventures on those vlogs for sure. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see my personality if you want to check that out you can definitely go onto his youtube channel and see who i am i'm not that hard to miss but (laughs) i mean we also did go on vacation together uh, last Mm -hmm. year that was that was an exciting time because for me i don't i never got to travel when i was little so being you know an adult and i get to make those decisions that was my first actual vacation i've ever been on and honestly it was the time of my life we're so blessed to have like the resources we have now, but it's like, no, remember we went to uh worlds of fun. Oh yeah. We did go to worlds <laughs> yeah. of fun before that. I forgot about oh that. Oh my trip. gosh. That was so crazy. I, I, that was my first time at worlds of fun and I acted like a complete little kid the entire time. Like I wanted to go on every single ride that I could. I wanted to <sighs> we do everything that time. Oh no, we were not, but I mean, we still have pictures and stuff. The, mm-hmm. the good memories is when I had my hair braided. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I still have all those Snapchats saved. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. No, but then, like, we started making those vlogs, so that was fun. And then we went to um, Silver Dollar City. In Branson, uh, Missouri. That was fun. That is on the video on your YouTube channel. Yeah, that one is. No, but yeah, you guys can go check out that vlog. That's fun. If you guys want to get like a behind the scenes on like what we do or like how daily life was, well, it's changed now, but like, that's <laughs> leading up to that, to this, that's how like things were. We used to just like go around town, have fun, go on adventures. Yeah. And here we are now. 2020. Almost a million streams later on YouTube, on Facebook. Even those streams. I mean, I'm still, I still watch those, mm-hmm. you know, I'm S- People are still actively watching your stuff, which is good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people now know of me from the Facebook streams. And I was out there originally filming with, like, the regular, you know, HQ camera and everything like that to try to put together, like, some documentary or actually, like, short films from the protests and stuff. And then, you know, part of me realized a lot of people need to see like what's happening live. So I started streaming it and that took off so fast and the trajectory was so steep that I, I did not expect it to blow up as much as it did. I was like, cause a, me as being someone who wasn't able to go out and actively protest because of COVID mm-hmm. because of the people I see on a regular basis, they can't be exposed to that. And I can't keep quarantining myself every 14 days after I go out and yeah. do stuff like that. But being active and watching those live streams, I I bet for a majority of those people, that was, I would say most of their cases mm-hmm. was because of COVID. They couldn't come out, but they're still able to support the Black Lives Matter movement through your live streams on Facebook. Right. So there's been a worldwide pandemic going on, as we all know. COVID-19, the Rona, as some people call it, or Rona. It's just crazy to think that it's been, what? pretty much three months Mm -hmm. since this pandemic's hit and there's still cases growing on a daily basis. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure scientists and researchers are trying to come out and figure out with what a cure could be. I mean, in my opinion, well, not, I guess in my opinion, I would say that it could end up just being like a flu shot. You know how like the flu shot gives you the flu and then everybody just ends up having it without showing symptoms. Symptoms, yeah. That could be the case, but that's going to be kind of risky. I don't know. It When the whole coronavirus breakout happened, it was just like, I remember it was in what, December or January? It was very, very early or very, very late in the year. It was very, I think it was very early in the year. And I remember, you know, when the breakout happened in China, I was talking to my mom about it. I'm like, yo, I think this is going to reach here, you know? And a month later, boom, like the first active case hit mm -hmm. the United States and it started spreading and it felt like like we were in a movie. You know what I mean? Like how fast things were going and how hectic and crazy like everything was. It didn't necessarily feel real. And I remember, you know, in class and stuff like that. And they're talking about, okay, now everybody's going to have to, you know, work remotely and er all the all the uh, lectures and everything is going to be virtual over zoom and i'm just like what i know like our work ended up Mm -hmm. making us start working from home yeah like that was something that i never thought was gonna happen right me working from home as crazy as it is in grocery stores when Mm -hmm. the like stuff started to 
Oh, yeah, Everyone I started forgot. to panic, and all, all the toilet, toilet paper, paper <laughs> is gone. Like, I went to three separate grocery stores in one day, and I couldn't find any bread, any peanut butter. I couldn't find any paper products. Yeah, like You love peanut butter. Wow. I know. A lot of canned products. We're but gone. the one thing I was able to find was ramen. <laughs> like, no one wanted to buy ramen. Or at least the kind I like, per se. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty graceful to get the ramen. But other than that, a lot of stuff was, you know, out of stock yeah. just within that week. It was crazy. And then places started shutting down and biz- yeah. places started to go out of business because they oh couldn't. Oh, my gosh. Yo, there's this restaurant called Bravo. I found out yesterday. It's in Omaha. They closed permanently. Yeah, you didn't know about that? You know about Bravo? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you knew about Bravo. Why would you not think I knew about that? Because you don't go to Going Omaha to... like that. That's what I mean. I sure don't, but... <laughs> Yo, that was my favorite restaurant, and they closed permanently. I was so sick yesterday, I almost puked. Like, I was about to cry. I'm so sorry to hear that. There's just... <laughs> this pandemic is going to open a lot of eyes, mm-hmm. and hopefully things can change in the future, because... At this time, I I don't know when it's going to go away. Right. I don't know if anyone has an actual time frame of when it's going to go away. So I guess we're, uh, the best we can do is just take those precautions, you know, wear the face mm-hmm. masks, the gloves, you know, wash your hands constantly. It does scare me, you know, because I do have family members, you know, like you that are immunocompromised and worrying about their safety like yeah you know we might be healthy and everything like that but it's like you gotta distance yourself from loved ones i went to the mall and they were you know over the pa system please remember to maintain a six foot distance and wear masks at all times like it was robot like it's it was like something from the future (laughs) like what is going on i know i don't even i try not to go into grocery stores anymore i try to i try to do all my shopping online and then just have Mm -hmm. them place it in my trunk when i go and pick it up because what if someone there's always going to be that those people i'm not saying that they're bad people or their intentions are bad who just are not taking it too seriously and they yeah. won't wear the mask and they they're not doing anything to kind of take precautions and right. they won't maintain the the six foot distance and stuff like that so i always have to be mindful and cautious when it comes to things like that mm-hmm. oh my gosh and the murder hornets that was just a different episode of what? The world. <laughs> the United States. Brought to you by, by ABC. <laughs> the murder hornets were a different episode. That wasn't that wasn't too long. You don't hear anything about that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean it was like just a lot like happening back to back and then of course the incident with Mr. Floyd in Minneapolis. Yeah, and the others before that as well. Mm-hmm. You can't forget them. And but that sparked a huge uproar on the entire country and it sheds so much light on all like everything on social media you see all these different names and all these people's stories and things like that that didn't get as much media attention and we're in the middle of the biggest civil rights movement of our in history that's mind-blowing to think about and it's just so different Mm because i i didn't have to experience stuff like this growing up yeah i mean i'm african-american i'm a mixed kid like I didn't really see too much, too much racism mm-hmm. towards me per se, but I know others who've definitely experienced it. 
right. and have had to go through it. So now that I'm here trying to help make history and change how things are within this nation, so mm-hmm. that way stuff like this doesn't keep happening. And it, it shouldn't be allowed to keep happening. And I don't want to fear or think about, you know, oh, what if my dad, you know, went outside today and someone just looked at him the wrong way and just ended yeah. his life. Like that's, I want to be able to be, I don't want to f- have that fear mm-hmm. for him because I, I don't want that to happen to anyone else at all, regardless of who it is. I definitely think about that a lot, like especially for my nephews and I worry about their safety more so than mine. And it's like with the visibility now and I think with just like the turn of events and like where I am now or like where we are now, um, with people knowing who I am and like what I do, it definitely does get scary thinking about it. And even before that, I always worried about them, you know, as a black man being pulled over, having the fear that something could happen to you. It almost makes you just feel scared to go out in society and just live your life. For the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Because you shouldn't be fearful of police officers and other people when you go outside. Like, that should be the last thing you are worrying about. Right. But now it's everyone's thought, like, oh, am I going to get pulled over today? And something happened. Because you made one wrong move or... You just get profiled right off the bat. Profiled and the stereotypes and all of that stuff. There's an actually an interesting, an interesting um, video that I saw for CNN Finance, mm-hmm. I believe, is what it was. Um, but it was on YouTube and it was titled "I'm Black and I'm in the One Percent." And they go on to say, even with all that money, even with all that success, you know, they're still a stigma towards them or a stereotype towards them, you know? And it's like, even at the very, very top, having all the money and power, whatever you have at that point, it's like, you still feel lonely. You still feel like you don't belong. And it just made me think that, you know, a lot of black people, no matter where you are, there's always going to be that stereotype that follow you, that follows you. There's always going to be that racism or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, everybody bleeds red internally. We're not different you know, genetically speaking on the outside, we might be different colors, but our bodies work the same way, you know, and, and now is the time kind of to reflect. I was thinking about it yesterday after all of this is over, not necessarily over because it won't ever be over, but think of like 40, 50, 60 years down the road when you're talking to your children or your grandchildren. And these days that we're currently living in are going to be taught in history books or, you know, taught in classrooms. I had a discussion with my dad about that. If, yeah, if this is going to be something that isn't reminded in mm-hmm. the future or if this, what we're doing now, what is happening in the nation is going to be put into some sort of like history book about what is going on and what yeah. we did as a nation to change the racism here. Mm -hmm. And just like, think about explaining that to your children or grandchildren or great grandchildren at that point, be like, yeah, this is what I was doing. You know, I was out there protesting. I was out there, you know, sharing things on social media, trying to raise awareness. You know, we were out there fighting. We did a podcast. (laughs) We could say that we did a podcast. That's what I'm telling my kids. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't, I wasn't able to go out because of this situation, but now I'm, you know, I was able to do a podcast with one of my closest friends to raise that awareness to make people know and understand. Right. This was more so just a introductory to who we are, kind of what we did before and how we ended up here and kind of a short brief discussion on some of the current topics that are happening here episode two we're gonna definitely dive deep episode two we're definitely gonna dive deep have those tough discussions you know raise awareness to the issues that are going around in the world right now and you know people's concerns all right all right we have reached the end of the qualdom speech so we're gonna go ahead and close out with a fact and a joke of the day kind of just lighten things up a little bit yeah so sam did you know that in Maine and Vermont, felons never lose their right to vote even while they are incarcerated? I did not know that. So for all the elections and everything like that, they can still participate and they can still cast their ballot and have their their vote count. I was not aware that was a thing. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, I thought once you were incarcerated, you you didn't get that chance. And so. uh, there's a mis there's not really a misconception because in some states it is true that you're like permanently stripped of your right to vote after you become a felon. But in some states, it's actually restored after X amount of years of being released. Hmm. Nice. So for those of you in Maine and Vermont, if you didn't know, now you know. All right, Jazari. <clears throat> With my joke, if athletes get athlete's foot, what do elves get? Frostbitten toes? Mistletoes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what, mistletoes? Mistletoes, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of that either. There's a little something. Well, little... What does mistle mean? Is that like a. No, it's just, it's just kind of like a play on words, oh. like mistletoes. It's in... <laughs> You do know what a mistletoe is, right? Yeah, like a. Yeah. Yeah, I know what a missile. I know what a mistletoe is. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Qualdom speech. Have a great week. And remember, there is always a bright side of things. Be sure to tune into episode two. Peace. Bye.